you going? Uh, Jamie, oh. Jamie oh. shot himself laughing. Hello and welcome along to the Community Notice Board. Hello, welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes, and coming-of-age tales. We've got a very special guest today, a returning legend. We have Chris Ryan back in the studio. Ooh. How are you, Chris? <laughs> Greetings. It's nice to be called a returning legend. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do is do the podcast twice. twice. <laughs> legend. Legend status. Very special guest, returning legend. The day we have someone on, we're like, we got someone, I wouldn't call them a legend. Uh, it's going to be a real insult. <laughs> They're just back. They're just back. And we're not happy yeah, about it, but uh, <laughs> let's get through it. You know? Our first choice fell through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here they are. Oh, what are we doing? We're, right? we're talking doing... Canberra, the nation's capital, Canberra part two. Because we did your uh, first step and that was early life in Hyderabad. Hyderabad, right? yeah, Hyderabad, yeah. You boys did an excellent job. On that on that episode, I thought like well, everything but the pronunciation, okay. <laughs> <laughs> as we're known to do. But the the dirt you got on, like the the weird nuanced things you found about Hyderabad, I found quite entertaining. Yeah, it was a good mm-hmm. episode. Very it interesting. Was. Watch us that was tank. <laughs> much like, less interesting city. <laughs> Questacon, <laughs> pretty good. Mm. So that was a f- start, and then you moved to Canberra. That was. A, it was after that, right? Correct. Yeah. Halfway through year five, mm. I moved to Canberra. And I think that was like around about like 1980 okay. or 81 or something. Mm. Well, I feel like with this episode, we may have peaked a little too early when before we recorded, Jamie was doing Lake Peter Griffin. <laughs> That's <laughs> As a riff. <laughs> we weren't supposed to bring that up on the phone. Oh, I was going to bring it up. <laughs> it was a good riff. <laughs> I was waiting for it to come up, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Lake Peter Griffin. If you were hanging outside on <laughs> Alex's veranda <laughs> 20 minutes before the pod came out, you would have been like, Fuck, I just heard these two giggling like little girls, and I'm like, what's so funny? And I'm there, can they we, said, can we get a little taste of it? It's so uh, just like, hey, Lois, some freaking Lake Peter Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh and we were dying. We need to start again. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, nobody does. <laughs> I just know that it's like Burley Griffin, <laughs> and that was funny uh, enough for me that you thought it was Peter. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a he's a Family Guy character. Okay. So we're just we're pivoting to a Family Guy pod. Yeah, it's a Family Guy rewatch pod Fun now. Times. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to, especially with you, bring up because Canberra, um, possibly the most iconic venue, is the private bin. Oh yeah, and oh. I wanted to do like a deep dive. I have, I have stuff. Oh perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so explain because I, I never what quite know where it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, when bin. Drew first was like, "I've got some great stuff on private bins," I was like, "Oh fuck, we're really plumbing the depths of garbage collection, <laughs> like strata bylaws here, or like trade negotiations." I was like, "Oh yeah, this is the Star Wars Episode One of the podcast where we talk about trade tariffs and stuff." But, but, but then he was like, "No, it's a nightclub." Private yeah. bin, and was that his official name, or was that like its nickname that everyone called it? Like it was, was it private bin on the sign? Yeah, it was a branding, mate. Yeah, wow. And it was sort of like Mooseheads before Mooseheads, I guess. Like it was the iconic Canberra nightclub, and it you know, the fi- like the final or the only destination. Yeah, pretty of much. the night, totally. Yeah, pretty much. And it was like four levels. Yep. Um, multiple little bars within it. But then obviously the big dance floor sort of nightclub. When did it shut? Was it in the 90s? Not sure yet about that. Yeah. Um, but I do remember in the 90s mm-hmm. doing my first ever competitive karaoke <laughs> oh, yeah. at the private bin. Yeah, man. 
you're going to sing, make sure make it's in a competition. Call. I like this. This is like so, a state idol. <laughs> <laughs> I really have always been, you know, an absolute dickhead for performing. Yeah. <laughs> under whatever circumstances are available, you know. So yep. I was like, there was this karaoke competition. I was like, yeah, I'm going in that. <laughs> and um, fucking hell. I remember. <laughs> so... Of course, I chose the most earnest song on the earth. Do you want to? Do you want to oh. have a guess what it was? Um, I'm talking about 1994. Okay, what um, about? Uh, it's all um, coming back to me now, Celine Dion. No, nice one though. Bodyguard. Uh, what's the song? No, yeah, close. It was actually. I'll give you a tip. It was sung by a man. Okay, mm. well, that narrows it down. Fifty uh, percent, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, what was uh, I thinking of? Was it like a Michael Bolton song or something? No. Okay, should I tell you? Please. Now? Yeah. Phil Collins against oh. all odds. Oh, yeah. oh that's oh, not bad. Wow, okay. How can I just watch you walk away? <laughs> yeah, very. Just let you live without a trace. Oh, oh yeah. And and like I, I why <laughs> I was at university, you know, I was a child. Yeah. And um, anyway, I sang it so earnestly, and but this woman um, sang the rose and beat me. Yeah, it's a sore point still. <laughs> and I won a fluorescent pink T-shirt that said Private Bin, <laughs> which I wish I still had. Yeah. But this is the best bit of the night, right? Afterwards, I was dancing on the dance floor and I like to dance. I like to think I'm a good dancer, gentlemen. Mm. And then this guy came up to me from Radford um, who I liked that I knew through a friend of a friend and he goes, you dance as well as you sing. And I said, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume. Is that an insult? That's going to really go by the way. If it was me, I wouldn't have asked the follow-up question. I would have just been doing this. <laughs> I'd be like, wow, what a compliment. Yeah. She's like sing as well as I dance? And they've seen this? <laughs> doing stand alive moves. Being like, of course, I'm the best. I think there's something something about karaoke that draws comedians to it. And I'm making a sweeping generalization based on our love of it, the three. I'm yeah. glad you all love it. Well, yeah, that's I didn't know. That's I terrific. Think, I think every Melbourne festival we have found oh. like a karaoke pub and Look, just it speaks to my heart. It is. It is. That speaks to my heart. You, I've never a, seen a competent like because I'm a big fan because I grew up in Newcastle where there's a public bar where it's the whole bar is just it's karaoke. Like most people are sitting there doing terrific. their own thing, but it's out in the open. And then in Sydney, a lot of it is a lot of people's. Private early booth. Your private booth, uh, what is it, ding dong dangs yeah, and stuff yeah. like that, which is very, you know, you get your friends in a room, you can't embarrass yourself really, it's all fun and games, and that takes it to another level. So that's like publicly, but then you're ranked and you're judged as well. Yeah. So that's like even yeah, so when more you're against it. it. No, I'm not I think against it's, it. You know, not everyone's a winner. No, so <laughs> we need to call it out. Well, this, that, this is interesting to me. So when you say competition, like – who are there? Is there a panel of judges judging it, like Idol, or is I it just like? I feel like it was like the DJ and maybe a manager or an assistant manager. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I think you want to get a panel on there and be like, "This is the fucking Moose from Moosehead. Yeah. This is uh, the Prime Minister." Like the and voice and the press yeah, of the buttons. Yeah, yeah. Like Either that. It's a bit like raw comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like who's judging this shit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or fucking you know like audience woo should be the vote. Yeah. I think no. Look, she won it fair and square. You know, she have a good good voice. Yeah, and she just really lent into it. Whereas I was kind of reticent and avoiding eye contact because I was being <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay. <laughs> reckon reckon she's done two episodes of a podcast. So. <laughs> Don't think she's a returning legend, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that was a private bin. So that had karaoke night. I saw, I think I saw it did a comedy night on a Wednesday or something. Look, some of my closest friends and your your dear friends as well, Tom Gibson and Emo Parsons yep. and possibly Hamish Hudson in Canberra, some fucking great comedians. Mm. Um, they started out comedy in Canberra doing sets in the private bin. There ah. used to be a night at the private bin. I did read that from 1990 to 1993, Dave Callan had like some residency there. He was like, the comedian who just mm. for wow. three years performed there like every week, and it was so it was like it was, it was the dance club karaoke comedy wrapped up. Mate, yeah. any bit of social life you needed, <laughs> you just went yeah. to you go to the bin. you go and find it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> every rummage through the bin, <laughs> every facet of the arts. I have to go down to the basement to watch the weekly improv show. <laughs> <laughs> I've got pottery glass on level two actually. So. <laughs> That's oh, great. God, yeah. and so it was uh, in like. Was it like violent? Was it was it just sort of fun? Was Look, it there'd, there'd be edgy times, edgy I times? think. Not as bad as these days. I, I mean, I don't know. I find the vi- – maybe it's just because I'm old and frail. Um, <laughs> but I do find vibes on the street a little bit more hectic these days mm. than in the – maybe I was just naive. But it was, it was just alcohol back in the day. Mm, yep. These days there's other stuff going on. Right. But um, what do you reckon, Drew? What? Um, well, I, I never had the pleasure oh, of going there. Oh, you didn't? Oh, my God, because you're five. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I really wish I had, but it was just – I was I must have just missed it because I have friends like um, my mate Kenrick, who I went to his 40th on the Lamar. weekend. Lamar. And Kendrick, Kendrick yes. Lamar. Oh, shit, man. Why haven't you mentioned this before? <laughs> <laughs> really, 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 really holding out on us with the guest book. <laughs> I mean, can you come on the pod? Like, I'm a big fan. <laughs> we've, had, <laughs> we've had Hastings twice when we have Kendrick Lamar in the back pocket. <laughs> I love that Drew, Drew, uh, Drew at Kendrick's birthday on the weekend. <laughs> really mingling well, I imagine. <laughs> Drew's my, like, come my, on, Drew, you can do this. Go over there, say hi to Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, right. oh, so good! But, but yeah, yeah, I mean, he is the mayor of Queen. He's the mayor he? of Queen, yeah. <laughs> but he, like, oh. he, like they. So my friends, like older brothers, would go. So it must have. We just, just must have missed, missed out. So the comedy had gone by the time you started comedy. No, yeah, there was no. Well, the whole venue. Yeah, was even, oh, the whole venue. Had yeah, gone, yeah, even yeah. by the time I started, I think did we start in, in 2012? Did we both start? I, I think I was 2013. So yeah, just okay. after. Yeah. Um, but no, it was all like the front. Cafe mm. was the was the camera vibe when I place, started. Yeah, because it got turned the the um club got turned into another big club eventually, didn't it? Well, where where was it? Because it was in the Sydney oh, building, North Northbourne Avenue. Yeah. Okay, so was so in comparison to where Mooseheads is, is it like it's just around the corner, right? Or sort of yeah, yeah. um, right in the heart. In yep. the beating heart, the beating heart of Canberra, of the nation's capital. I did yeah. read that in one article. I don't know how true this is. That the famous like final song at the private bin was. Um, Angel is a centerfold by. Oh, um, nice. oh, nice one. Yeah, I don't know how true. <laughs> I'm that happy is. to hear it. I, yeah. could, I could imagine that's that going song. off I mean, as a bit of a. That's I, interesting. I would have thought Funny. maybe like K Sam, but actually, Angel is a centerfold is probably more dance or, or like yeah, a little bit, just a little quirky, bit more upbeat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can see I'm everyone to, getting into I'm happy that. to hear that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I got yeah. one that, that's uh, from the Camera Times that says returning podcast legends finishes second in karaoke. <laughs> 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 Controversial <laughs> judging decision. Oh, and I said a witness said her dancing was as good as her singing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know you've hit a sore point there? <laughs> yeah. Because this is. Did I not tell you last time what an imbecile I was after doing raw comedy in Canberra at Tilly's? The first time I ever did comedy in my lifespan. Oh, I don't. Think I think. Oh, I, hear this. I think I have. Yeah. Just speaking of media coverage. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was. Drunk, obviously, after that, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I went well. 
and I had m- my partner and my f- couple of best friends there. And after after we'd had lots of champagne and we were all very happy, we walk outside and I very earnestly turn to them and go, "Look, I just, I just think it's a shame that the media didn't cover it." That's so good. <laughs> I love that. Oh. And they all looked at me. I went, nah, it's a good local story. <laughs> so funny. As an external myself, I thought it was a good story. <laughs> so funny because you'd tell that to people and they'd just be like, ha very embarrassing story. But then everyone's probably had at least a raw comedy gig where they're like, damn, they should have covered my story. I know, right? <laughs> where was my write up? It. Exactly. I know a friend of the pod, uh, Ben Koshin, told me that when he did, he won like Quest for the Best in Sydney or something. Mm. And then, um, <laughs> and afterwards, he won it. And then he was like, "All right, how do I get an agent now?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's bra- and that, and he's like, "You don't understand why." You're like, "I want to come. I'm the best." You know? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's we get, it. we get euphoria. We think we're so much more important than we are. Mm. You know, and oh. we think people are watching when they're not. Yeah. They don't yeah. give yeah. a shit what we're doing. Yeah. Absolutely not. I try oh. to tell myself that sometimes. I know. You see it's someone helpful. staring at you when you're dancing on the floor. <laughs> and you're like, "Jeez, oh, I look like a." Drew keeps sending into the media his raw national. <laughs> <laughs> Just to lead into Channel 7. Do uh, you want to guys want to run this, uh, by the way? Um, I do have a famous um, a, a story from that sort of relates to Private mm. Bin. I don't know if you – I'd never heard of this, but have you ever heard of the Hoddle Street Massacre? Yes. No. So this is in Melbourne. A bloke um, shot and killed like seven people, injured like 19 people. Oh. He was a um he was just like one of these like classic psychos who he was just obsessed with the military and huge red flag obsessed with World War Two and Adolf Hitler, oh. um, and so he's growing up and he just wa- all he wants yeah, is to be in the military. Though. Obsessed with World War Two, dad. Obsessed with Hitler, <laughs> dangerous <laughs> lunatic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what happened was he he went to the army to the cadets um, when he was fourteen, and then he eventually moved from Melbourne up to Canberra to go to Duntroon, which is the college for mm-hmm. the military co- college. Um, and then I think about two weeks before this massacre went down, um, he got discharged from the army and had to move home. But the reason was he was drinking with his superior officer at the private bin and stabbed him. Oh my (laughs) God. Seriously? Yeah. Not a way to ingratiate yourself into the boss. And that was the the start of the spiral then, I guess. It it seems to be that way. The most I've ever felt in a job, like animosity, (laughs) is like day one of a job uh, that I had. I finally, about like morning tea time, got to go to the bathroom, just looked myself in the mirror. And I was just like, how long do I have to be at this job before I can leave without people going, she's so flaky. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I can't imagine killing my or it's stabbing and kill, you know, like stabbing Stabbing's a lot. It's huge, but it's very personal. But no, it was at the private bin. It was. And then he, um, and then he moved back to Melbourne and then, yeah. Horrific oh massacre. Oh my god! There you oh, go. so he did that first, and then he did. That. Yeah. <gasps> so that was kind of. I oh think you're god. right. I think that was like the start of his just like total spiral. But now yeah. he's like, you know, he's in prison for life, oh my and god. of course, there's all this like controversy in his like in the Wikipedia pages, like um, prison life, and I, he they like tossed his cell and found all this like white supremacist literature and mm. all this stuff and like multiple knives in his. Like I the love guys how just you guys lunatic. find darkness about the city that we're talking about, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or the country town, as the case may be. <laughs> well, there's plenty of um, oh, there's, there's darkness. Uh, there's isn't darkness there? in Canberra because we were talking a little bit about this, and this is something I always heard growing up, but never really di- dived into. But there's all these because Canberra, obviously, it's the home of politics, and you know, the, all the federal government is there. 
there's all these like conspiracies. Yes. There's tunnels under the yes. under the from yes. Parliament House to Lake George. Yes, and all because this. it's really well designed. It's a, it's like a town planner's exactly dream. Right, yeah. Um, and there are spirals, and there are you know like there are formations and things. And I've heard this. I have a friend that I went to uni with, who who at ANU who d- was studying economics. But I remember at uni, he went and. On a bushwalk, and then he alleged that he saw a you know a yeti. What are they called? Bigfoot or mm-hmm. what are they called? Oh, the yeah. Yowie, Yowie, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then he became Tim the Yowie Man. Oh, I was awesome. just about to say it sounds like Tim the Yowie Man. <laughs> you he's know like, him? Yeah, because oh, he's a columnist him. for the Canberra Times. He came yes. up in my research. Yes, so yeah. Tim the Yowie Man, I went to uni with. Oh really? Yeah, he, he's married to one of my dear friends from high school. He was just Tim the Yowie Boy back then. Well, he was just Tim. I don't know if you guys know this, but he had his name changed by deed poll to Tim the Yowie know. Man. No. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what it says in his Wikipedia. That's not true. Is it not? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it his is. Wikipedia But I know says. that he's like, you know. He's yeah. pretty full on with that kind of like yeah, conspiracy. So he, conspiracy yeah, so he does tours of ghost tours yeah. and like tunnels and weird shit and stuff. Yeah. And, and people will lap that stuff up. Oh, yeah, know? it's huge. The old the mayor of Queanbeyan before my mate was Tim Overall and his wife Nicole she's a, she's a, like a local politician. I'm mates with her. She loves comedy. She, Big yeah, supporter. Yeah, she's and we're, she's now we're a Facebook politician. friends. She's a poly. Yeah. But she does ghost tours as well. She's written like a book like Hidden <gasps> Hidden Cambria. Everyone's know. onto it. You know, like everyone's doing the ghost tour now. Yeah. yeah. They are. Um, like um, there's a comedian um, in Canberra called Sarah Stewart who did one of my weird little courses, which I don't know. I just tell people, just, um, I don't know, do stuff. Um, and, <laughs> and she did that course. And now she does comedy and runs a room at the, the Durham. She's okay. opened an open mic, which is killing. Yep. Um, but she does ghost tours of the um, Kingston Foreshore now. All right. Everyone's wow. into it. That's great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of. I feel like to go on them, you got to let go of reality a bit and be. And oh, you yeah. can't be too sceptical. Well, and then you just have to be like, all right, let's just it's go just along. A bit of fun. It's just like a fictional show. I know, show, but, you know? you know, I mean, I I used to have a bit on like you can know someone really well but then find out they believe in ghosts. Mm. And like, you know. Changes your p- Yeah, it does. Like, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, there's a part of me that wants to go, mm, yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's a part that's just like, no, absolutely not. What are you doing? Yeah. Have you heard of science? It's not, it's <laughs> dumb. Yeah. it's a, And I love those ghost hunter shows where the guys are, they're, they're not even doing a tour, which the tour is just like, oh, I'll tell you some stories. These guys are like, no, we're going to find those ghosts and we're going to have, yeah. we're going to like ghostbuster them into a fucking shoebox, you know? Yeah. And they never do. They're always, oh, they just missed us. They got away. And I'm like, I love the mentality of those guys because I wonder if they really believe it or <laughs> it's like they're just dragging people along who are pretty I reckon to it's it. like a wash where like they believe it, but then you get the contract to do TV and you're like, all right, well, we've got to fucking get the night vision on and show like mm. the chair moving and then be like, oh my God, I think it just passed through me. Yeah, yeah. Collect yeah. the check. And then like, yeah. you know, keep like researching things that you think are actually true and whatnot. But like Tim the Yowie Man's fascinating. I think it's cryptozoologist is the name yeah, of yeah. what you call him because he's right. he came up a bunch in Canberra research for urban legends and stuff. He has a weekly column. Look, in the I'll Canberra be honest, Times. I used to be jealous of him <laughs> and think, come on, he's an economist for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good um, singer, though? Pro- probably still am. <laughs> I'm probably still jealous of his <laughs> success. Like, you know how people just. 
commit to shit yeah. and actually yeah. follow through. Like what you guys have done with this podcast, this is remarkable. Like oh. I actually admire, th- this is hard, like committing to a podcast and just keep doing it and then it you've got okay. following yeah, it. I'm, I'm not fucking <laughs> no. We'll be, we'll be, we'll no, be. no, no, no. The, but the I mean, idea that you guys have kept going <laughs> <laughs> in the face of well, all we, evidence. No. This is a ghost tour one-on-one. We haven't found a single. You're no, trying I, to make yourself the underdog and you're not the fucking underdog. Okay, you've got thanks. a successful, <laughs> successful podcast and, and I – and I actually think most of life is just committing to shit and, and following through. Like, I, so yeah. Tim has actually absolutely lent into this brand. Yeah, yeah. He knew and it from what that's branding. It's Tim the Yowie Man. He's yeah. not Tim Smith. He's Tim the Yowie no, Man. Absolutely. You know? Because he's kind of a little bit like, um, it's almost like Steve Irwin, but with a little weird crypto twist. And you know what? Twist. It's joyous, and he loves it. And it and and for someone so like smart, he's a very smart man, and he obviously has capabilities in other fields. He's worked in the public service and been an economist, but he's just gone. Nah, I'm just going to lean on into the arts. Mind you, I'm friends with his wife, um, uh, and she's brilliant. And you know, I mean, in every partnership, I think you have to have one that's getting the money, and the other one that's an arty dickhead. And I, <laughs> I've always been the arty dickhead. You know? yeah. And so I, I really appreciate. I understand yeah. that. Got to get him on the pod. Is there what? any um? Is there any local rumors or any urban legends that you or any of you guys ever heard that you actually think well, there's something in that one? Do you think? Because we were talking before, and you said, Jamie, there was there's one about the stupidest nu- one. I nuclear heard weapons that, in the uh, lake and lake stuff. Lake Billy Griffin can be <sighs> like, drained stupid. within 45 minutes because there is a like an armory of nuclear weapons at its base, so that like. If, ever, if the war were declared... Where did you read this? I read it. <laughs> <laughs> read it. During, Jamie, the nukes guy. Dur- during my uh, hectic uh, research, plumbing the archives of wow. funny urban legends Canberra <laughs> in, love on Reddit. But yeah, that was one. And there's the, all the, the, the connected one, right? tunnels. We've heard that one yeah. well, there was, Look, there was the heads off at the cotter. Do you remember that? No. Oh, uh, I don't even know. Maybe it was true, but I think someone was murdered at the Cotter. Yeah, you know, right, it's a right. it's a river uh, in a national park out just outside of Canberra. Beautiful about 20, spot. And it's like, um, and there was like a. You, you, I just remember people used to say, "Oh, you're going to head off to the Cotter," because someone was beheaded at the Cotter. I don't even oh, think that's real. I've right. heard that one. I don't know. Um, right, right, right. The one there's uh, Jamie brought it up briefly when we were talking just before the pod is um, the. Just speaking of ghost tours, like the Air Disaster Memorial. Have you ever been up there? Because I was not. in high school, that was a thing that mm. you'd get, you'd pile all your mates in the car and you'd mm. get out, and it's right next. Basically, what happened was a plane took off and immediately crashed, and it like wiped out like uh, almost a whole political, like, yeah, it, just the oh. whole cabinet of like <gasps> upper. Really? Like, yeah, like, I don't, I don't yeah, know exactly what it, it was. Got, like, the article was like the collapse of a political party because they loaded all these politicians onto one flight, crashes immediately, and then they're like, well, it's a watch. These people can't do anything now. Yeah. Like when the mm. soccer team crashed. So I'm sure mm. there's conspiracies around that. But the big thing was, yeah, you pile everyone in the car, drive it, and it's in, it's like a stretch of road between the airport and Queen Bee, and it's very, very remote. <laughs> and you'd get out there and sort of like everyone walks until, because it's supposed to be haunted, and everyone walks Ooh. until someone hears a noise and then it's just like ah! oh, really? take off back to the car and speed off yeah oh my god and there's a dragway out there now i believe in that oh, same area you there? know you know i remember there was always these bumper stickers vote one i voted for a dragway yes, it's yes. like i didn't <laughs> <laughs> what are, what such you, a weird niche you, issue what you don't need health care fucking education obviously rules number one like you know drag races like 
they're they're in the media. Like Fast and the Furious is kind of like popularized, like mm. drag racing to like millions and millions of people. I don't think I will go through my entire life seeing a drag Me race. Either. Like like I know like you can go see them at stadiums Summon and stuff X. the same way you can yeah. see like mm. F one, but like the unlicensed ones where people are like, uh, yeah, we're doing it for pink slips and the, the for honor and for family and stuff. Like we'll never see that, you know. Yeah. We used to have a spot in Newcastle at the foreshore where every Saturday night and it was sort of what you, everyone would go because your friends would go, but the the reason everyone would go there was this big like loop of cars that you could go around on the foreshore and everyone would just drive their re- like their hotted up cars and just like really slowly just show off their cars like a conveyor belt of yeah. showing off their cars and it was just the lamest thing <laughs> yes. and obviously Funny. we participated in it by being there but it was yeah. like what are we doing what yeah. are these I know. guys you didn't sometimes race these cultural point. events just grow and then you've got the inertia of you just go to it yeah, like I remember went. the food and wine frolic was a thing on the lake at, Can- uh, at Canberra um, in about like February March um and everyone just got pissed and, you know, um, and, and there was music. Also Skyfire. Do you remember Skyfire? Skyfire was huge. Mate, yep. I used to work f- with, for the guy that organised Skyfire okay. for a couple of years. Yep. And I can't tell you how much I don't belong working <laughs> to organise a fireworks event. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was just a big fireworks show? Oh, my God. So fireworks to music in conjunction with the radio station. Mm. So think about this. There are... Thousands of people, tens never, of you've pe- never seen this many people. Like, yeah, it's crazy tens of thousands of people around the lake. Peter Griffin, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Well That's a good reference. <laughs> very funny. I stand by it. Oh my god, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> so Bruce going to spit out his drink. <laughs> what a semi-professional it just really comedian. tickled me. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my god, I wish I knew. Anyway, <laughs> so there'd be. Thousands of people like set up around the lake to just watch these fireworks go off, go off at night, and there'd be a nine o'clock and a, like a midnight type mm. show, like eleven fifty or whatever. And um, it was such a big. I mean, oh my god! It was like the biggest event of the it's year. It's a big mate. Really? I was, was huge at the back end, like I was behind the scenes. Yeah. So I was supporting my friend Paul, whose job it was to to put on this, and he'd put it on for years. And basically, I had to go to the emergency services um, meetings every month. I had to write the biggest. Fuck off risk management plan oh. you've ever seen in your life, yeah. which I hated. <laughs> I had to organise the carnies that do food trucks. I had to get the toilets to come in. A carny um, wrangle. And then, oh man, the whole thing. And then it's like really, um, like they get really cut about their location. Yeah. If they're going to sell their hot dogs there or <laughs> can can we have that spot where the burger guy is, you know. And and by the end, I remember my first one, by the end of the day, because the day started for me at 6am, the fucking thing finished at midnight. Yeah. By the by the time the fireworks came on, I turned my back to them. <laughs> I like, yeah, I can imagine. Fuck fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, uh... But people would bring their entire lounge room and set it up yeah. with like speakers. That's and a couch, a couch and stuff, yeah. and they would just have a fridge, and and just sit there like their lounge room is watching TV exactly right. at the lake. And that all day, people would get there so early, exactly set it up, and it's because it's broadcast because it's in conjunction with the main radio station. So everyone's got their little radios on, and they do the big countdown. And, and it goes, so it's not. So it goes, but it goes to music. Is that the yeah, yeah, yeah. so? Like, does it go to the man? Beats, the, so like the beats and the 
the fireworks. Yeah, right. It was a whole. It was pretty cool. Like, it, it is fun. cool. So, I don't know when it stopped. It must have been like. No, I think it still happens. Is it? Okay. I, I'm just and not involved. Thanks for God. <laughs> such a thankless job as well because you're doing so much work, risk management profile, oh, organizing food stores, organizing toilets, and then people yeah. are like, "Oh my God, are you involved with the event?" And you're like, "Yeah, I do this," and they're like, oh, she doesn't do the fucking fireworks." Yeah, no, they just want to know the Fauci guy or whatever. They want to know. They want to know the guy that lights the fuse. Lights the Jamie thinks it's yeah, it's Wiley Coyote. <laughs> isn't it a, a guy that holds up a Yelp sign <laughs> <laughs> when the fireworks go up? It opens a case, Acme case, yeah. it was red weird. rocket. It was weird when Rhino uh, ran off a cliff <laughs> and then shrugged her shoulders and dropped <laughs> 500 feet. Uh, I do want to talk about something uh, uh, sort of associated to fireworks, and that is um, the, the Canberra's, and to me growing up, in Newcastle, Canberra was known as the porn and fireworks capital. Fishery. Yeah. Yep. Which um, I, you know, everyone knew that, I guess, but I didn't really know why. But um, basically it's similar stories. But, well, firstly, like f- fireworks was banned in all the states and then Canberra just didn't ban it. So the states all banned it and then Canberra just, ACT obviously just didn't. But porn was a bit different because the federal government legalised um, X-rated movies in 1984 but it was up to the states to decide when to, you know, implement it locally. And then all the states just didn't because of, like, Fred Nile went around and just lobbied all the state governments, did a big national tour. But because the ACT, because it was the federal government already passed the ACT, like, well, it, it, it applies here, right? So basically there was nothing. You'd have to repeal it. So basically Fred Nile stopped it being legal all across Australia. And then only the ACT or Northern Territory was, uh, it fell under federal law. So Fishwick, Mitchell and Hume as well, mm-hmm. they industrial areas. Yep. So they were, and, a, and not only was it like selling porn videos, but uh, making porn, actually they reckon for some time in the 90s, after pine timber porn was the biggest export from the act to the rest of the country as a product yeah i thought it was just legal to sell in the public service (laughs) you absolutely wouldn't expect that no you would not expect it at all so they were making a lot of pornos there was a there was a um and they were selling them overseas there was like aussie down under themed like pawns and stuff like that the Um, funniest bit the, the the biggest juxtaposition is that Canberra is just so white and lame. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like, I mean, I love it. It's actually, I adore it. I, I love that you can go and, like, walk in the bush and it's like your own private backyard and you've got a farm. I, I adore Canberra. Oh, me too. Um, and I miss that being in Sydney. I miss the open space and the greenery and, and all of that. And the access to stuff. You can park somewhere easily. It's not a nightmare. Yeah. Mm. However, the idea that Canberra is the porn capital of, yeah. of Australia <laughs> so. and you look at Canberrans and they're just like average people going to the shops, you yeah. know, and then working their serious job at the public service. And then there's this dark underbelly yeah. of, of hot people having sex. I can't <laughs> even. I, I, it's unbelievable because, like, you think about, like, porn in, like, the US, it's all in like LA and sleazy, mm. or, or, or you know, Miami that, or something. Yeah, Miami, exactly. It's like a sleazy place yeah. in your head and, 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 and yeah. just doesn't track Canberra it. Canberra doesn't have no. like hot people walking around. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, there are not, hot, not there's heaps of hot people. <laughs> <laughs> there are heaps of hot people, obviously, but you know, it's not known. Yeah. Like, I, I find you come to a place like Sydney, you're like, oh, fuck, there's hot people here. But, you know, and you, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the more yeah. advanced oh. the city, you're like, oh, God, everyone's hot. What? Yeah. It's like the level of you've got to be hot thing keeps going mm, up totally i mean remember the, like, like if yeah. you walk around bondi mm. it, 
you, of course. Your mind yeah. is blown. You're just like, you, all these people yeah. look like they belong on a film set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Can we get some porn happening here? How are they not the How cameras? How are they not porn? the cameras? Exactly. Because it's like people have built their bodies to be in porn. Yes. It's like, let's and yet, do it. what are they? Why? And got beach sit. houses. Perfect why are they so hot? It? What are yeah. they doing with it know. except for walking and being annoying <laughs> <laughs> on the walk path that <laughs> we all want to be on? Wasting everyone's fucking time. Yeah. Camera's biggest nightclub is called The Bin. I don't think, you know, like, you know, I don't think it's a really most glamorous place. Uh, we went to Canberra for a legal studies trip in year 11 and, like, you know, they tell you before you go because it's a, whatever, three, four-hour drive from where we live and they're like, and yes, we know you guys are 17 years old and we know that porn and fireworks are legal in Fishwick, but you cannot leave the party to go and buy them. I know it's close, but you cannot do it. That does not stop anyway. Yeah. A mate of mine, I'll tell you who it is after, but he, he immediately hopped in a taxi and came back with a fireworks thing. I think lasted for two years. Like it was... Wow. It was about Drew's height, like this. <laughs> and, uh, That's and legal it, in New South yeah. Wales, actually. It's just a sparkle. And it, came, yeah. it burns bright and fast, just like right name in there. <laughs> but yeah, he came back. He came back with four porno DVDs as well. Oh, and that was like, I you know, we're, we're, we're in a yeah. You could absolutely guess who it is. You were with him on Monday. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but yeah, like he comes back and we got a, you got all these porn DVDs and we're staying in a hotel room in Canberra with no DVDs, so we're just like looking at him. Eventually, we're like, I guess we should just watch TV and just looking at some, the cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. looking wow. at the back. Yeah. The best part was read this some, blurb. Yeah, it's really hard. For some reason, the hotel hadn't turned off like free access to pay-per-view so we watched Tomb Raider on the TV and we're like well this is pretty badass too we're scamming pay-per-view <laughs> <laughs> you guys are real illegal yeah, legal yeah. studies too I don't know about legal <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I just said it. so basically um, it was yeah, obviously legal but then uh, they were trying this article I was reading was about trying to implement um, legal porn in New South Wales because they said basically it's illegal to sell X-rated videos in New South Wales there's no such things in X you can't do it but everyone just does it anyway because no one actually cares it's like vapes it's like vapes or yeah, exactly. It's it's legal to own them. You just can't sell them. And what they were saying in this article was um, that because there's no legal, like you're supposed to when you import porn into the country, you're supposed to get it rated by the classified board, who then rated X rated or R, or they say this is unclassified and cannot be sold. It's too crook, right? Yeah. Yep. And in Cam and ACT, there's a system, so they sell it, and they obviously only sell X-rated stuff. In New South Wales, no one cares, so they're just selling un unrated, like real crook stuff, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. So all what you, all you what your mind could imagine would that that would be. But um, <laughs> so they were saying that um, uh, basically it's illegal, um, and they're pushing to do it. And this guy writes in this thing, Bob Carr's attitude. This was back in early 2000s. Bob Carr's attitude. Um, about it is Bob Carr doesn't want to implement this because he just doesn't want the con controversy. He's just happy to let it go. So it says, Bob Carr's attitude is to let sleeping dogs lie, Breen says. And while some of the videos contain dogs, they're certainly not sleeping. Jesus <laughs> oh, oh, no. So oh, I was like, that's Jesus. a bit dicey. And, oh, my God. So, so, it sounds like this guy was entering raw comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great line. In 2023. <laughs> 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 but then uh, it said there that um, like all oh, all of these um, national back to that. all yeah. these national parties uh, uh, members were you know back in the when they were trying to um, get it legalized in New South Wales. They're all these 
federal members and all these other people were voting against it. But then there's all these security footage of national MPs buying pornos with their wives and some without their wives. Right. And, uh, well, this one guy got caught and the, the, the sex lobby sent out a thing said, we've seen a National Party MP who bought an X-rated film um, and he also voted against the ban. So interesting. And then uh, a national MP came to him and said, hey, it was me. It was only for research. And uh, they said, well, well, we're, we're talking about someone else, but we'll put your name down as well. <laughs> he just dobbed himself in. But I wanted to, this, is, this really cracked me up because the Office of Film and Literature Classification is what they review the film. So films come into Australia. And this is obviously digital online web porn is, Honestly, this, this feels right. like you've done a PhD. Yeah, <laughs> I did a lot of research. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, is, this will get me off the hook for a while. Um, remember that pot I did four years ago? That's why those bookmarks are there. Some <laughs> hands and a car. Uh, but uh, they they have to review everything that gets sold at, at DVDs and stuff like that, obviously. And uh, the office of film. And there's a guy, David Haynes, deputy chief censor, David Haynes, who had estimated he'd watched in excess in excess of fifteen thousand films. Jesus and Christ. he says, what a da job. David Haynes says, we tend to look at all the X-rated ones in fast forward. So of course he does, right? Yeah, you but skip then, to the end. This is da this is the, this is what cracked me up. So David Haynes, he's sitting there. His job is to review them all as a deep uh, deputy chief censor and put them as X-rated, unclassified, or R. He leaves his post in 1997, becomes a lobbyist for the porn industry in Australia, oh causes a huge sensation in the industry when he decides to make his debut directing porn. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. David, what a career path. David Haynes directed a porno in 1998. Oh, Jamie, wow. you ready for this? Yes. Buffy Down Under. Yes, I love that. Buffy the Vampire Slayer Down Under porn spoof. Man, we got to find uh, it. Um, synopsis is online. Um, synopsis not very good actually uh, <laughs> watch the whole thing no I did uh, uh, synopsis Buffy finds out that an Australian friend of hers is in a bit of trouble she finds out she wings her way down under to try to find has a bit of fun in the meantime um, arriving in Sydney she, her friend Ali has done the runner taking quite a substantial amount of money it sounds like a like, proper like plot instead of yeah, just yeah, a porno yeah. no vampire stuff in there I don't understand but uh, one of the quotes from a guy called Gary who was co-starring as like the local is there was a girl in here looking for you before, mate. That bloody dick of yours will get you into big trouble one day, mate. <laughs> so that's a quote. And then this guy. I think I've heard that on an episode of Buffy. Yeah. So I just, you haven't this heard is, it somewhere else? Yeah. <laughs> heard it a couple of times. But it's online and it's on an IMDb page as well, Buffy Down Under. And it was directed by the guy who was that's like the oh. government. David's the chief Toxic. Sensor. Yeah. I can't believe it. I can't. And, and it caused a huge sensation oh, in the industry. That's so funny. I mean, because the, the government, like, you know, there are so many rules when you join. The, I've worked in almost, like, maybe ten. I've worked for or in t about ten government departments and mm. agencies. And there are, you know, when you sign up, there are so many things you have to read, terms and conditions mm, of how yeah. to work there and stuff. And I can imagine they were outraged. This guy goes and joins <laughs> yeah. the other team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we got to add a don't direct porn clause yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of all things. So, yeah. I got uh, something kind of related if we're talking about like crazy pollies. Uh, so this is about a guy. I don't know if you've heard the, of this guy. He's a pastor called Daniel Nalia. Uh, and so he was basically like a former political running mate of a family first senator. And he uh, caused a commotion a few years ago by saying that um, dark forces were casting spells on federal parliament because mm. uh, they found, basically, they found what the media and this guy described as a black mass altar at Mount Ainsley in Canberra. 
So it was found by a group of school students. I googled this further. Oh, this this black- is recent, right? This is an Aboriginal I think it's, thing. Uh, no, it's not. Okay, no. good. So I found. Uh, so this black mass altar. I looked into it even like a further. satanic thing. Yeah. So they said it was like a satanic shrine, and then like the most I could find was like someone being like, "Yeah, it was just like a bollard with red wine spilled on it, so it looked <laughs> like it had blood on it." Right. So like a teen prank or something. Yeah. yeah basically, but um. So the discovery of a black mass altar at Mount Ainsley in Canberra by a group of school students inspired him to organize a prayer gathering at the area on Saturday. So they were getting there to, like, expel Satan, basically. Mm -hmm. And he said, the type of altar discovered on Mount Ainsley pointed to a black mass and the work of dark forces wanting to cast spells on Australia and federal parliament. These days, people don't think the devil is real, but we have seen the bad effects of the spiritual being known as Satan, and we believe there is a spiritual fight over the nation of Australia being fought in the heavens. Asked what evidence of Satan there was in Parliament, Mr. Lilia said, the number of politicians who have serious marriage problems. Oh. <laughs> Legislation supporting homosexuality, abortion, and a push for a Bill of Rights were other areas where Mr. Nalia said the devil was having influence. And then he said, me trying to explain it to you is like tre- t- trying to teach a cricketer how to play soccer. <laughs> he said a hundred Christians from across Australia would be at Mount Ainsley this weekend to pray away the devil. And he said our main reason for going is to pull down the strongholds of the devil to repent and pray against any evil done in our land, including the adverse effects of witchcraft, homosexuality, and of course the devastation of abortion, so that God will save our land. And so this guy, he ran with the family first thing and then started going on about like abortions and homosexuality. And family first were like, oh, big crook, mate. Even for, the, even for <laughs> oh, them, though, even a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Right. Yeah, so, okay, this is resonating with me. <laughs> yeah, I keep going. So he said that he uh, basically he, he was asked to leave the party in 2004 and they put out a thing saying family first has no connection with Danny Nalia since he was asked to leave the party five years ago. He has no voice in family first. And then asked about Senator Fielding, the guy from family first, Mr. Nalia said his former running mate did not have a long-term political career because of his family failure to defend the nuclear family. He won't get re-elected because the Christian vote won't be there for him. And so he has a few other greatest hits where he prayed for divine intervention, and this went on the media, he prayed for divine intervention to install Peter Costello as Prime Minister. So he was up there praying that <laughs> mm-hmm. Peter Costello would be mm-hmm. elected as Prime Minister. And then Costello kind of supported Catch the Fire, but then uh, cut the links when... Um, Pastor Nalia suggested that uh, Victoria's Black Saturday bushfires were the work of a wrathful God, upset by the number of abortions being performed in Victoria. And then he also said, after the floods in Queensland in 2010 and 11, he declared on his website, at once I was reminded of Kevin Rudd speaking against Israel in Israel on 14 December 2010. It's very interesting that Kevin Rudd is from Queensland. Is God trying to get our attention? <laughs> oh my I God. believe so. Oh this is God. a guy as well who at one point like endorsed Barnaby Joyce, and Barnaby Joyce had to be like, oh, no, nah, I don't know this guy very well. <laughs> like, all right. man, Honestly, this is a sad story about democracy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Somehow this but he, he was he was snipped from stuff pretty quick, but he um he has a political party now that's basically like nothing. I think it's called like Rise It Up or something like that. <laughs> Rise It Up. It's called Step Up the Streets or something <laughs> like that. But he's got like a political, because he got his ties cut. Oh, he thinks the devil's coming down to break up marriages in parliament. Do you know, like do, you the, know that, yeah. do you know that thing when you question someone that's got these weirdo beliefs and mm. they, they say stuff to you like, you don't get it, Yeah, you know that thing? Okay, so I was a journo for a time um, down the south coast at Nara. 
And um, and then I came back and I, I worked at like Parliament House for a bit for AOP and so I had to watch the pollies and it was a whole vibe. But um, I my editor called me into the office one day and went, righto, 60 minutes have done an expose of a cult um, and I want you to go and give them the right of reply. So I had to go and interview this cult leader. <laughs> my Lord. Well, okay, maybe it's not oh, a cult. But was it yeah. the one in Nowra that yes. we talked about with Sam Taunton a little bit? Oh, it could have been, yeah. So. Um, the Order of St. Chabelle. Um, okay. It was the Little Pebble. That sounds familiar. It would have been. I think it's we the did only, some research yeah, on it. Yeah. So I went and interviewed him and <clears throat> and I remember at one point, you know, I was questioning him on some stuff that was a bit sus and he's like, have you heard the phrase throwing pearls before swine? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, that's – you don't understand. So basically I'm a pig that's an imbecile. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's dropping pearls. Yeah, and he's and dropping some pearls and pearls I'm just like, I'm just like you're mark. lying and also <laughs> – Crook. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He later went to jail. Yeah. Um, was he? Was he? I actually. He, I mean, creepy? this is yeah. bad, but this is probably my favourite story that I ever tell anyone. Oh, please. So I was obsessed with that because I got obsessed with cults for a while. Yeah. Because um, how? How could you not? Yeah. Right. They're so exactly. fascinating. They right. Fascinating. Mm. Because we're all susceptible to believing in stuff that's dumb. Yeah. And also. Yeah, we've, we're not like the strongest people on the earth and we're just like, yeah, okay, if this is – yeah, you're supp- <laughs> yeah, I believe. You know, so I get it. I kind of get it yeah. and I'm interested in it. So after I met him that one time, I went and worked in Canberra and I was working in, for the Department of Prime Minister and Cabinet and – but I, I really didn't enjoy the public service and so I was like dreaming of a way out, right? Mm-hmm. And so I dreamt that I would – I thought I will become a documentary maker with no skills, qualifications <laughs> – or equipment. Yeah. Um, and I'd lined up this interview. And so I went down and I interviewed the pebble again, right, the little pebble. And I got my, my mate from the paper, the senior editor, and she and I went down there and we had to put, like, scarves on our head to be in church and fuck. He, gets ap- he used to get ap- alleged apparitions from the Virgin Mary who would tell, you know, how we should be living our lives and shit every yeah, month. Of course. On the same time every month. Amazing. <laughs> um, so um, and, and, and everyone lived in a caravan, but he lived in a two-story brick mansion. Mm-hmm. Of course he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. It's what God would have wanted. Yeah, yeah, that's what Mary yeah. kept telling me. But I need the jacuzzi. <laughs> leader <laughs> needs, yeah, leader needs extra space to kick back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I probably shouldn't. Anyway, Azio rang me. Azio. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. The morning after I. So you did the when interview? I went back to work, they rang, and they said, "We understand you've been to the." property of the little pebble and i'm like how'd you guys know and he's like i'm not at liberty to say (laughs) and i felt like i was in a movie yeah that's cool and i'm not supposed to talk about it (laughs) asia might be listening to this podcast i actually did a comedy show where i mentioned it too so i suppose i'm all right (laughs) um nothing's happened yet but um they would just podcast and called us and be like well five stars on it (laughs) 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 And every download counts, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. put around the office. But so, you, well, they were that, like, you know, obviously don't want to get into it, but you, you suspect that they were like tracking him and they were like, you well, know. They, it was back in the year 2000 before the Sydney Olympics and they uh, they said, and this may not be true, but they said they were they were researching uh, any potential threats for the mm. terrorist yeah. threats yeah. for the that Olympics, which makes sense. Yep. However, about a year or two later, he went to jail for like um, underage sex um, oh, They all do. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So... That oh, happened. Yeah. He's out now, and I think he's got an ankle bracelet. <laughs> Jesus. Right. Mm. Like, like a puka necklace. But <laughs> <laughs> Court ordered or for fashion? Yeah, he wears toe rings now. Prison changed me. I'm a hit. He's kind of into tie-dye now. 
It's cool, mandated tie-dye. But those cult guys are just like, I, I don't know how they, how they could ever be reformed, really. So we have to look out for that guy. I'm going to do a little quote <laughs> here. <laughs> Chris, is, Chris is out. <laughs> He's so good. He's so good. Where are you going? Jamie, Jamie shot himself laughing. I got a, um, this quote, it just kills me. It's such a, again, just on the lame poly thing. You guys remember Eric Abbott? Like yeah, Eric Abbott. Yeah. Is he still yeah. Tazzy. I don't know if he's he still another. in the game. No, I yeah. think. He's a very well, not, Christian. Yeah. I think he got uh, voted, he got on the ticket too low in the last election and he, uh, Effectively retired, okay. but he's looking for a way back in. But I, I think he's but not. It, you involved. know, in, in sort of the late two thousand stuff, he was yeah, he was yep, yep, around. Yep. Um, so this is just a this. I think it was at the CSIRO. Um, this is just a, a, a little quote from this news article. It says the nearest planet outside our solar system potentially capable of supporting life is Gliese five eighty one d, some twenty light years away. During National Science Week in two thousand and nine. While the Oz car in Brolio was still making headlines, Abetz was invited to compose a message to be transmitted to the planet from the Canberra Deep Space Communication Complex. Labor's science minister, Kim Carr, had written, Hello from Australia on the planet we call Earth. These messages express our people's dreams for the future. We want to share those dreams with you. Abetz wrote, The coalition dreams that by the time you receive this message in 2029, Australia will be free of labor debt. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, we're not holding our breath. Oh, oh my! Everyone's a voter. <laughs> what an idiot! Oh it's so God. funny. You can't let it go for one second. She's like, writes this like lovely message. <laughs> She's like, thinking no one's getting this except the papers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's ridiculous. So it must be such a toxic place to. Work oh, look! With it was a bubble, and I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everyone feels very self-important. The politicians, the journos, the PR, the staffers, mm. they have to believe in the horseshit that yeah, they're yeah. supporting. Yep. And I didn't. Um, I think that's obvious that I... It does feel From where I like ended up. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it was um, it was a bubble. Yeah. Everyone just who lived in there just thought they were the most important people on the earth and, mm. and that they ran the country. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And uh, I just I could not buy in. And, and in Canberra, like, if you've got a professional life in Canberra, what chances are that you're in the public? Like, is it is oh, there a lot of people huge. who don't work in, or is it is it probably like? 50 Look, porno I mean, actors. some of my best <laughs> some of my best mates um, were hairdressers and you know teachers and you know stuff like that. So, um, not everyone is in the public service, and it's kind of annoying for those people who who really struggle with government policies that affect them in their business. Mm. Um, yeah. And also Canberra is just always – more than Sydney or any other big city, I think, um, Canberra is just painted as this bullshit place where you can just take the piss out of them. They're not even mentioned in some reports as a city, you know. Mm. When, yeah. when they go around, oh, we're going around the country getting reports from everywhere except Canberra. Yeah. They'll mm. even go to Darwin, but they won't go to Canberra. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely one as well if you're, like, from overseas because obviously growing up in Europe, it's like, check it out, Australia's – Capital is called Canberra. Yeah. Like, you know, mm. you always think it's Sydney. I like, saw mm. Bill Burr doing that literally the other day. He was 
he had Doug stand up on his pod and he's like, Doug's the best comedian ever. He's touring Australia. He's in Sydney, Melbourne. Canberra. What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. He's and always, stand up's always done Canberra. Yeah, yeah. and I he, he I said, I think it's the capital. And he's like, what the hell is the capital? It's shitty Canberra. And it's like, oh, <laughs> Actually, right, Canberra audiences are fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're so smart. They're well educated. They're best educated it's in not Australia. A t- it's not like a small town. It's like yeah. half a million people. Yeah. Oh, it's they're, massive. they're smart. Yeah. And I'm glad and I started comedy there. I wouldn't have wanted to start anywhere else. I yeah. Good. Yeah. Awesome audiences. Same. Um, I do have one more uh, silly little story that just sort of tickled me. Just just from the lady's quote at the end. Um, so that headline, prison, ba- prison break mastermind Leela Walto admits ramming prison car to free fiancé. Wow. So what happened? So um, Lila, Leela Rose Mary Walto, 29, has pleaded guilty to nine charges from the 9th of July 2021 uh, incident including rescuing Kane Quinn, who is also known as Kane McDowell, from custody. Uh, according to court documents, she and another woman went to a Fishwick car dealership that morning where she told a salesman she had a $100,000 loan to buy a Jeep Wrangler. She asked uh, to take for one test drive and handed over a driver's license that was not her own. Uh, she took it for a short drive, returned, and then asked if she could take it again for a couple of hours to show her sister in Gungarland. <laughs> So already just an odd story that she's concocting. Yeah. yeah, the dealership said no, and she argued before agreeing to a second test drive with the salesman. Uh, during this drive, she pulled over on Madura Parkway, saying she wanted to have a cigarette. While the salesman was looking at his phone, she and the other woman got back into the Jeep and sped off, crashing into a Mini Cooper that was leaving a nearby truffle farm as she did so. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the details in this. Yeah. yeah. Um, meanwhile, Quinn. Uh, this is the fiance was at it was in custody at the Alexander McConaughey Center, uh, where he'd been telling staff that he swallowed a battery. Um, three <laughs> staff members, oh, three no. staff members left for the Canberra Hospital with him at three thirty p.m. But as they drove down Hindmarsh Drive, their Toyota Camry was hit from behind by the Jeep numerous times. They tried to escape by driving uh, onto Canberra Avenue in Griffith, but the Jeep continued to crash into their car. In Oxley Street, Kingston, the staff and Quinn got out, but he tried to run away, yelling, "She's trying to kill me." The Jeep's driver got out, uh, called out his name and told him to get into the car. Eventually, the police went home to a, ha- uh, to a house in Lynham at 8 p.m. that evening, which Walto left after short negotiations. They had noises coming from the roof and a man yelled, I'm not coming out until I've smoked all my drugs. Followed shortly afterwards by the sound of power tools coming from the property's crawl space. Police said Quinn left the house after pro- prolonged negotiations. Um, later, police obtained a telephone call from the Alexander McConaughey Centre made between Walter and Quinn at 1.30pm on the afternoon of the jailbreak. Yeah, baby, everything's ready for me and your mum to have dinner tonight, she told him, which is obviously code. Uh, and then when talking about a car, she told him that he was going to love it. Um, and then this is my favourite quote. In a later call with different people in August 2021, she spoke about the incident and said, I don't remember much. I was really fucking drunk. <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, so this... The, the, Planning the heist of the, you know, tri- this is like a movie plot, it but is. just executed know. so poorly. A comedy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just so poor. Because it, it's like, I can understand how you can think we can maybe get out for a couple of days. <laughs> but the but what's the plan to hide sometimes in the I just went home. To smoke all your drugs. Believe, sometimes I don't even believe I'll get to the shops and back with all the stuff I need. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I can't yeah. you're planning. imagine yeah. planning a jailbreak. And shit, that's pretty successful. I mean, that's way they, more successful got to actually home get. Bit. He's got to smoke his drugs. I think they just probably were like, now what? Like, we've got out. Out and now he's I just I love uh, I was dying reading that because just yeah the small details of like why the truffle farm the truffle mm. farm why of all things 
like his health issue to go to the hospital, he, I swallowed a battery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say you like have chest pains or something, you know, like that's so strange. I, I would have never in a thousand years thought. But the excuse I swallowed a battery. Maybe that's like a it's prison believable. Thing. It's I guess believable it's, it's so it's odd. It's probably yeah. deadly. So yeah, yeah. you've probably done this research. This yeah, thing. yeah. I reckon he probably ass around. I was like, what's yeah. the thing that gets me the fuck yeah, out of here? And of I can swallow a battery, homie. And yeah. he's just like, that's the one. Yeah. Because if you're just like, oh, man, yeah, I got kind it. of a yeah. headache. Prove I didn't. He yeah. probably misheard someone. He said, what are you in for? And he said, assault and battery. And he's like, swallow a battery. <laughs> 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 okay, <laughs> I will. <laughs> it's like Steph Broadridge. Bridge has this joke at the moment about like being bisexual and she's like, I'm not, but prove it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Very good. Uh, I wanted to ask what about to bring it all the way back to clubs. I found a mention of like um, clubs from Canberra in the nineties, like famous places. And this one place came up in QBN News. I believe Drew knows the people on I staff do. there. A lovely little Queen Age. No, it's, this no. is a new website, oh, okay. Q News. It's run by um, my friend, my friends. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, family friends. Lovely yeah, uh, little investigative piece of journalism about clubs from the 90s. And there was a club called Mortis. Have you heard of Mortis? I have not. Either yeah. have I. I'd never See, heard no of one has heard of it. So it's a, by far the most fascinating and morbid club Canberra has ever seen. So Mortis was a death themed nightclub. Mm-hmm. And Not death metal, death. Yeah. Very god. Interesting, like, drew its inspiration from its location on Mort Street in Braddon. Oh, yeah. And Mort is uh, Latin for death. And so the layout of the club was unnerving, like the ward of a mental institution with hospital beds surrounded by curtains you could close for privacy. Uh, shots were served in syringes, and the bathrooms okay. were scrubbed stainless steel, the kind you'd find in a morgue. The combination of death and a great night out didn't really resonate with Canberrans, and the club was short-lived before becoming a hugely popular little night spot called Knightsbridge Penthouse. Oh, Knightsbridge is my sp- that is my spot. So before that, it was a death-themed nightclub <laughs> with syringe shots, and the Q News was just like, oh yeah, well, like if we don't even have any photos of them, we can't find them. They've been scrubbed, like. If you have them, and people That's have memories of it, but no one seems to have photos of it. So I can't imagine yeah. it lasting long. I reckon, like, yeah, the business plan doesn't seem to. Yeah. Well I mean, there are emo people and, you know, like mm. goths and stuff yeah. that might get into that stuff. Do you think it probably has a better chance of succeeding now than yeah. it did yeah. in the 90s? So it was in the 90s. Yeah, it was in the 90s. Because Knightsbridge has been around for ever. I think it was either directly before or the second, because they said after Mortis, it became a. Very popular gay bar, and then it became nights. Right. Okay. My brother ran a nightclub for the Canberra Raiders at Queanbeyan at the Leagues Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it was called Raiders Nightclub, yep. wasn't it? Yep. And um, he got like good bands there and stuff. He got the Crowded House there. Yeah. Oh wow. And, which I absolutely adored at the time, and mm-hmm. I was about to go overseas for my gap year, <laughs> like a white person um, <laughs> with money, and um, I watched them and it was like a religious experience you know and yeah. then i got to meet them backstage and i said the dumbest shit ever to neil finn i just you said the media should have covered my raw. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna win raw one day <laughs> i said um do you ever get sick of it <laughs> <laughs> how often do you wake up cringing about <laughs> 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 and he looked at me like i was mental and he just goes 
No, why would I? <laughs> I went, yeah, no, yeah, no, fair, no, fair, no, fair. I think I just wanted to be edgy and, yeah, like, yeah, and stand yeah, out and yeah. not be all like adoring yeah. and like be like, no, you got to win, really win me over, Neil. Yeah. You also really, <laughs> you also really sound like Drew in these situations. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine Drew being like, you like the kazoo as an instrument, and then being like, ah, stupid, stupid. Great stuff, Neil. Where do you get your ideas from? You, know? <laughs> you write them down in a big old book, Neil. Oh, that nightclub is. <laughs> Still there, but it's it's like um, this is the Raiders one. The Raiders nightclub's still there. Like everything is there. So do the Raiders go to the party? Well, no, they used to in the nineties, and um, it was not a good look. Yeah, 90, I can imagine the ninety four <laughs> grand final. Like that, that went mm. off. Legendary party there. But me and Danny snuck up there one night because it is it, it's weird. It's like. You know, in, in like a horror movie where they find like a boat and everything, like the tables and cutlery is all set. Mm. So like it's just like every person's disappeared, but right. like it's all and made it's up for people. Raiders themed, is it? Well, the, no, no, the no, league club is just in the league's club. Oh, I see. Was the Raiders, the Raiders, Raiders that started? Right, right. So right. it's like that. And um, yeah, Danny was running around up there one night. We <laughs> me and Danny at the league's club with some mates getting pissed. And um, and then I went back downstairs, and I just remember like because there's like an elevator that you're not supposed to. I don't know how we managed it to like get up to the level that it's on. Um, but I was texting Danny and cause I watched two bouncers walk in and then he's messaging me like, I can hear these guys. I'm trying to hide from them. And I'm going like, I think that, I think they're up like, you know, just hide. I'll tell you when they come down, you oh can come back God. down. And anyway, like five minutes goes by and the elevator comes down. It's like, ding, doors open. And Danny's just getting frog marks. <laughs> <laughs> My brother used to tell stories of, of, of the people trying to get into that nightclub late at night, just rough as guts, some yeah. of them. And, like, the bouncer would, like, tell a guy he can't come in because he's too inebriated or whatever. And then he'd have to call down my brother, like, as the manager to to say something to this guy. And the guy would start out like, Carl, mate. <laughs> my brother tells this really well. Carl, mate, just having a bit of fun with the lads. So. <laughs> and, and Steve's like, nah, sorry, mate, You've, you're, you're clearly inebriated. We can't let you in at this point. And he's like, nah, come on, mate, don't be a dick. Come on, let us in. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm absolutely not um, not going to do that. And he's like, don't be a fucking cunt, mate, let us in. And he's like, oh, now that you've said cunt, no, absolutely. Come on, please come in. Please. I wouldn't want to be a cunt. <laughs> the worst crime. Uh, should we ask the last yeah, couple of questions? Yes. The last couple. Chris, if someone says to you, I'm coming down to Canberra for 20 24 hours, I need something to do morning, afternoon, and night. What do you tell them to do? In the What's morning, go for a walk around the lake. Oh, yeah. It's very beautiful. Lovely. Afternoon, um, probably, I mean, you know, if you're cultural, go to, the, go to the National Gallery or the National Museum. They're kind of um, spectacular cultural uh, things. At night, I would uh, I would go and, and have a, a cocktail potentially at a polit – no, what's it called uh, – at the um, there's this new that bit near the lake, you know that um, like the new fancy bit, New Acton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's yeah. this this bar at New Acton that does you know that looks really 1920s mm. old school, and then go out to like um, Akiba, which is an award winning restaurant. Oh, yeah. Like it's Asian fusion. There's so Incredible. many good restaurants in Canberra now. Like it's just sick. Akiba is. Seriously, one of the best restaurants in the country. <sighs> that and Rebel Rebel was the other really good one. That um, I used to love Italian and Sons, which is yeah. a very expensive um, Italian restaurant, but fuck, you feel so cool. Hell yeah. I've heard the food hot. in Canberra is really good. It's it so is. good. Yeah, That's, a, That's a good day. That is a solid day. That is day. a great day. And the last question is, you've ascended to the comedy heavens. You've made every million you can. When all is said and done, would you settle down in Canberra? 
Look, it's a bloody great place to live. Um, I think I like the ocean. Um, and even though I don't, I live in the inner west and I'm nowhere near it. Yeah. Um, would I settle down in Canberra? Look, the UK, there's worse places to settle down for sure. Um, great healthcare, smart people, easy to get around. Um, um, yeah, it's mm. safe. Yeah, mm. absolutely safe. Great Surrounded answer. by nuclear weapons. All righty. Do you have anything you want to plug, Chris? Oh, I've got my festival show that I've written um, about. My changes in my life. I'm turning 50 this year, so there's a lot going on, and um, it's all the things I'm trying to do to make myself happy. Excellent. Um, and is that at Melbourne and yeah, Sydney? It's all, uh, yeah, Melbourne, Sydney, Canberra, Perth, you know. Get Gold along Coast, to prison. that. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, so that. And what's your handle, Instagram? Um, at stuff? Christine Ryan Comedy. Awesome. Go follow Wonderful. Chris. And if you see Chris on a lineup, we highly recommend you going to see it. And as always, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe to our YouTube channel or hit up any of our social media uh, outlets and give us tips. We love hearing from you. We've got a great bunch of great tips recently. And we sell shirts as well. You can find the link on our Instagram bio. Apart from that, Chris, thank you so much thank for coming you. on again. Thanks, great Chris. episode. Returning legend. See you later. Thanks, everyone. All right, of course. Love your work. <laughs> Bye.